You're listening to a Broadmoor Podcast production. We're continuing our 10-week series on the Ten Commandments. In that, we're dedicating one week to each of the commands. Today on the podcast, we're talking about the fourth commandment to remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. We're getting deeper into the topic of the purpose of the Sabbath. How should we understand it? And how do we safeguard ourselves from simply falling into a pharisaical religious practice? We end our episode with some practical suggestions and a question that we each should consider. Thanks for listening. This is After the Message. All right, hey everybody! Welcome to the podcast today. Hey, Mike. Hello, What's up, Mike. Mike. We're hey, so glad Mike that H. you have joined us. Mm. <laughs> oh boy, everybody doing all right? Mike yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, it's okay. afternoon time. We don't typically yeah, we, do this in the afternoon. No, and not normally Always. on a Tuesday either. It's like an so, after right. lunch lull. Somehow, well, but yeah. I do feel more rested than typically. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're normally doing it on Monday morning, you know, and you got that sort of Sunday hangover. It's mm-hmm. like, um, anyway, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Today it's Tuesday. I have a king cake hangover. I had a king cake for breakfast. That was delicious. And then somebody called me and said, hey, pastor, I got you a king cake. You need to come to my house and pick it up. So I went to their house, gave me a whole king cake and said, you got to at least try ours before you leave. So I had king cake for lunch as well. I love it. We don't know who brought the mysterious one, though, earlier. It was here on Friday. So let us know. Mike, do you know? The mysterious king cake? Yeah. No, I, I don't Someone know. Okay. brought it, left it at huh. the, I saw it because we were up here for the poured out conference, which was huh. awesome. Yes. Um, and I saw it. I didn't touch it, didn't eat it. Thank just you. thought when Josh is here, thanks for sharing that. Whoever yes. brought it, get some credit. It was fantastic. Pulse pastry. Oh. And it was praline pecan king yeah. cake, Delicious. which is my favorite mm. king cake from Pulse pastry. I was actually in New Orleans yesterday. Yeah. I, didn't even I have tried to get Sean to get pick king up a king cake. cake. Yeah. We had, good, we had the. It was a cream cheese. Yeah, that it was the yeah. best. It was really good. I, it was really my favorite I've ever right. had. Uh-huh. What, what really? brand? What was it? I have no idea. I don't know what brand. Was, they didn't. Tell no, us. It was a seminary? Yeah, we were at seminary. No BTS. No bits. I feel like I feel like that you guys are connoisseurs or aficionados of king cake in a way that I will never be. Well, Mike, yeah. well, there's you a lot of things we could say you, that about you, Mike. And you looked at me. <laughs> I would say you're a connoisseur of dressing well and knowing how to sing well, and people would understand that. I think people look at us and say, I bet Josh knows about king cake more than Mike. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Okay. It's funny because so, it's true. Um, hey, so, so for those listening today, uh, we've got in the room with us, of course, Sean Selman. Sean stepped in to preach Sunday. Woo! Sean, glad to have you here. We've got Josh Braddy back with us. Back in the yes. game, baby. Sunday. Uh, we got Mark Evans, Beth Bowman, and then uh, Chase Chase Hammock. Chase! The real MVP. And the thumbs thumbs up. up. All right. Um, So, hey, it's it's good to be together today. Um, We, uh, of course, we, things turned out a little differently on Sunday than we had planned. Um, And uh, and that's because, Josh, you got a a call Mm -hmm. late on Saturday night about your mom. And uh, I know... Uh, and so Sean then subsequently got a call uh, to, <laughs> to step in and preach. But hey, before we go anywhere, I mean, because because Sean, you you opened up your message with a with a prayer time uh, for uh, for yeah. Josh's mom. But Josh, any any update you want to share with listeners? Sure. Yeah. Thanks for asking, and Sean. Thank you for for yeah. praying for my mama. Absolutely. And, um, I, I just I'm so blown away at. I know our church loves me, and I know our church is a loving church. But the way that I felt cared for 
over the last three days have been unbelievable. Just mm-hmm. um, I, uh, I'm thankful to be the pastor here. To but I didn't feel like a pastor. I felt like uh, I was a part of a church who loves one another well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talk about all the time people run to the hurting. That's who we want to be, and that that's one of the core values that we have. And I felt people sprinting towards me mm-hmm. um, and loving me and loving my mom and dad, who many don't know. And so mm-hmm. that it's just been a beautiful thing. So I'm so thankful for our church. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mom is doing much better. Um, Saturday night's news was grim. Uh, my dad had, mm-hmm. had found her unresponsive and um, not breathing. And so he, uh, he did CPR until the... Ambulance uh, got there, and where they live is in the middle of nowhere, legitimately, and on forty acres in the back of a cow field. So, the fact that even found it was was a miracle in itself. Um, But they they were able to to bring her back to stabilize her, and um, somewhere in the process of that moment and yesterday, she had a stroke, Um, and so that that's just kind of an additional struggle um, that that a hurdle that she is going to have to overcome. Um, and so we found out about that stroke. And then yesterday I'd sat with her. Um, she's in Hattiesburg right now at, at Forest General. So I got to go sit with her. And, and thankfully, the stroke did not affect her cognition. So she's she's right. fully aware. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to know my mom is to love my mom. But my mom uh, is an incredibly colorful woman. Mm. Um, she, she has unique vocabulary. <laughs> Uh, and she wields it masterfully. Okay. Um, and okay. so, uh, from what I could tell yesterday, none of that was even touched by the stroke. She's okay. still pretty great at formulating words and sentences and all the exercising yeah. her vocabulary. It's great. Uh, all that to be said, um, the, her left side of her body um, wasn't moving. And then I told her about her stroke, and I told her that she couldn't move her, her left side. And she goes, I can move whatever I want to move. And I was like, fine, sure, show me. And she picked up her left leg, and I was like what are you doing? And she said, I told you I could do it. And I said, well, lift your arm. And she couldn't. She was like, well, one out of two ain't bad. Uh, And I was like, hold on. And so I went and ran and got the nurse. She said, "Uh, what are you talking about? Nurse comes in, says, do it again. And she picked up her leg and the nurse was like, oh my gosh. So they ran and got a doctor and they started doing checks on her. Like, well, that's that's new. Wow. Wow. So just even in a day, which is great. So uh, an update even on that. My sister is with her today and texted and said she was able to get out of the bed, assisted, but still get out of the bed and stand, mm-hmm. which uh, as of mm-hmm. yesterday morning was going to be mm-hmm. not even a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so she is doing much better. Um, mm-hmm. We have a long road ahead. Um, she still has um, many of the other things that caused her to be uh, incapacitated that night um, to deal with, but we're, we're, we're well on the way to... To health and healing. So thank you for asking, mm-hmm. and please keep praying for my mama. Yeah. Her name is Sandra. Mm. Yeah, thanks. Great. So Sean, uh, you know, I, I know you. You, of course, uh, got a got a call late on Saturday night, and we're not planning to preach. Uh, and, and nope, I didn't even <laughs> heard that you were coming. I didn't know this, <laughs> but you you weren't even just in your house yet coming in like, from soccer. I was no, not soccer. Oh. I uh, I actually went hunting this hunting. last weekend, and so we had just pulled Weird. up from Columbia at ten forty. <laughs> Mark just said that was weird. And I may have called you, what, 1045? Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah. I think we connected about 11. Yeah. And so. Wow. Uh, he was nice. So then. <laughs> night hunting. So, <laughs> so it's, two hour, it's a two-hour drive back from Columbia. <laughs> so it's interesting because, yeah. you know, here you are preaching a message on Sabbath. Uh, you're walking in after to preach it after having stayed up most of the night of the preparing night. Um, yeah. and, and feeling Probably pretty anxious, I would imagine. I, I was really anxious. Uh, but um, you, you shared with us earlier a, a really cool story yeah, about that. Um, yeah, I like you're. I, I like to. Stu- I love preaching and I love to study. You're really and, good at it. And I, 
I knew I had limited time. I had lots of scattered thoughts that I ended up having to make myself go to bed that night and then get up mm-hmm. early and then try to try to write that morning um, and kind of get it all together. Um, and so my mind was just frantic. Um, I was I was anxious. I was nervous. Um, probably probably the most I've been ever um, because I I feel the weight of wanting to handle scripture well and mm-hmm. and do it justice it is god's word not mine um and so so all that is just rushing at me and i recognize i'm about to preach on rest mm-hmm. and i am not at rest mm. um and just my heart's prayer all morning as i sat in my office that morning before i got ready to write i was just lord i, I really need you i need you to show up i need you to carry this um, and, uh, and, and honestly, in my head, I was thinking, I, I almost, I need something from you, like, mm-hmm. like to let me know it's going to be okay. And, um, and so anyway, we're, um, we're sitting there and I have, I go, go to get mic'd up in production and, um, I'd, I'd had my notes with me. Um, Josh and I had not shared notes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I called to check on him a couple of times, just text back and forth through the night. Um, but we didn't talk about, we just said, we're going to go on with fourth, fourth commandment. That was right. it. Um, and so, uh, Bill Moak, who helps, uh, run some of the, the, um, pro presenter lyrics, um, scripture that you see on the screen. He's up there and he said, Hey, can we, can we check scripture? Um, are you preaching the same scripture that Josh was? And I was like, well, well, yeah, I mean, we're doing fourth commandment, Exodus 28 through 11. He was like, oh yeah, I got that. But what about Matthew 11? And I was like, do what? And he was like, Matthew 11, are, are, are you, are you doing Matthew mm-hmm. 11? It was already in mm-hmm. and it was what I chose to kind of close with where wow. Jesus says, yeah. come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Right. Um, and for me in that moment, it was just that that simple reminder mm-hmm. from God, I got this. Yeah, he mm. got you. Oh, that's I, awesome. I've done the work. Like, mm-hmm. just just let me carry you. Mm. And and at that moment, really at that moment in the production studio, my mind was kind of set at rest. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was just it was just a really uh, powerful, cool moment for me. Um, just to walk into that and go, okay, Lord, what is good and holy and right about this is mm-hmm. all yours. If if I mess something up, it's all Sean, right? But <laughs> but you got what you got, and we'll just mm. go forward. And wow. um, so, well, just to affirm you, man, it, it was great. You, mm-hmm. you did you did really well. No one would have known mm. had we not told them that that right. you yeah. <laughs> that you had just you had just gotten that now. Uh, you did. You did tell us today that, that there are a couple of corrections <laughs> yeah, that you made. Yeah, there are. So, um, so I picked up. I grabbed several books off my bookshelf, and uh, you got to understand, I'm going off two and a half hours of sleep. Right. And I pick up this great book. It's called Spiritual Disciplines. Um, and I read this quote, and I'm like, they're talking about Sabbath, and I'm like, that is that is awesome. That speaks to where we are today. This whole. You know, we gotta we gotta control our, our life by our own health and wealth and all like and so I just like I flipped over the front of the book to go, who said this, right? I I didn't pay attention to who wrote it. So I flipped it over and I see Jen Wilkins' name. And so I, I immediately grabbed my pen and wrote down <laughs> Jen Wilkin. 
And if you if you don't know Jen Wilkin, you ought to check out some of the she's stuff awesome. that she's done. She just done. finished yeah. a study of her. Uh, she's awesome. Amanda she, just finished a study of her. She's yeah, great. She has a podcast. Uh-huh. So it's it's not like I was I was not surprised that this would be something that Jen Wilkin would say, right? right. So I I never checked up, right? Um, well, Mason King actually said it, <laughs> and it, it's it's just one of those things that at the bottom of the book, where typically the author name author's name sits, it says in tiny letters, forward by Jen Wilkin. <laughs> so, sorry, Mason, if you're listening. <laughs> I'm sure he is. To get, get it, this, uh, sorry, it's Mason King's quote from his book, Spiritual Disciplines. Yes. And thank you, Jen Wilkin, for writing the forward. Yes. Uh-huh. Absolutely. <laughs> so, That's awesome. That's great. So, what a great so, story. Anyways, uh, so there's that. Uh, I also, and I still may get this wrong. Um, I was looking back, trying to look back through the notes. Um, and I may not have had it written down. That may be why. Uh, Jesus talks about, right. and Josh, you correct me. And I, the point of it, I think, is right, right, is that that Sabbath is not meant just for the sake of giving us a break. Yeah. Right? Um, it is to draw our focus back to who God is mm-hmm. and what he's done for us. And for us to rest in that. Yeah. And so Jesus says it where he says, I'm like, Sabbath Sabbath is made. So no. he says man is not man made for, for the, the Sabbath, Sabbath, but Sabbath, Sabbath is, is made, made for, for the, the man. man. Yeah. And I think depending on what translation, it moves the not, right. the two phrases back and forth. Right. Anyway. But I think, I think you did I, a great job I think, communicating. I, I think it. The I point, said it wrong on Sunday morning. No, no, no. The point no, is no. the point is still true, so, right? So the point, it, the point is yeah. true. I think I just messed up the wording yeah. in the scripture a little bit. That's okay. So, um, <laughs> you so did just, a fantastic job. So there we go. Um, so anyway, yeah. uh, God can still do some things in our delusional state. I think. So, yeah. Absolutely. So that's, awesome. That's what yeah. I learned. It was so good. It was Mark really Evans great. been in a delusional state. Delusional <laughs> state there. for quite a while. Somehow yeah. the Lord uses me every once in a while. <laughs> it's all right. You get used to it after a while. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. So let, let, I mean, let's talk a little more about that. That that quote. Mm, you know, yeah. Sabbath not being made for the man. Mm. Man made, made for, for the Sabbath. Sabbath. No, no Sabbath made for the man. Just, See, it's so just, easy to mess up. It is. God it is. created the Sabbath <laughs> to benefit the man. That's right. The man was not created to benefit the Sabbath. That's if right. If you can understand it that way. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, so we. It's not a religious act to do just as a hoop to jump through. Mm-hmm. Right. That God in His grace extended to us something that He knew even before we were created, because you know. Understanding Sabbath takes us all the way back to creation. Mm-hmm. Long before we ever existed, the Sabbath existed. And God created that for all mankind right. to be able to rest in him. Uh, yeah, yeah. you, you kind of – look, I'll, I'll tell you another way to look at it. You see it right there in the verses in Exodus 20 where he starts off by saying, remember the Sabbath mm-hmm. and make it holy, right? right? In the end, he says, so the Lord – so it's not really based on what you've done. <clears throat> So the Lord blesses the Sabbath and right. makes it holy. That's right. Mm-hmm. Nothing you do makes anything about the Sabbath holy. It's really the Lord's work, mm-hmm. and He's doing it for you. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. And so, um, so I think a lot of times we we get to the point of we think about all these commandments. I've checked the box. Yeah. Right. I've done the thing, mm-hmm. and we forget that these things are are incredible good gifts of God mm-hmm. f- for us 
and for his glory. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I think like a lot of things, I mean, we have a tendency, right, to, um, like that's, that's where we tend to gravitate to, mm-hmm. you know, we, we tend to gravitate to the legalistic mm-hmm. side of, of things. And I, I mean, I can remember growing up that, you know, the Sabbath was, I mean, there, there was a lot of, uh, for some, there was, a, there was a lot of legalism around mm-hmm. that. I, I remember, in fact, I had a r- really close friend growing up whose, whose father was so, um, uh, uh, I guess, strict about the Sabbath. Like, uh, my friend couldn't go out and go fish. They had a pond in their backyard. Mm-hmm. Like, you couldn't fish on the Sabbath because right. it required work to cast a line into the water. Mm-hmm. You know, and so... Mm. Um, Hold on. Yeah, yeah, so... <laughs> But, uh, yeah. And I remember when they opened restaurants on Sunday. That was a big deal. That oh, was yeah. a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I had several friends and maybe even me for a while that would say, no, no, I'm not going to go to church. I'm not going to go. You're not going to go to church. I'm not going to go to a restaurant on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. And um, did you, did you have a theological reason why? Cause I read some commentaries oh, yeah. in my study that the re there, there was some deep theological oh, yeah. convictions for that. Well, by me going, I'm. Putting someone in a position to work. To work. To work. Okay. That's exactly right. Yeah. Mm. It's a great question. Okay. Yeah. And that's what the Bible says, actually. And, and if you continue but, to read it, it, it says not only is it for you, but it's for your family, for the, the sojourner, mm-hmm. and, and for your workers. Mm-hmm. Like It is for you to, mm-hmm. to, to lead you to cause them to remember to pause. To Everybody rest. to rest. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know a traditional... Mm-hmm. Um, conservative Jewish communities now that they um, still will not drive to synagogue on Sunday morning. They walk. They walk. And that's why so many live close that's true. in community to each other and in proximity to the synagogue. It's may, well, way more work to walk than to drive. <laughs> right. the strangest yeah. thing. That, that, I think that's it gets us to the point that Sean so beautifully made. We can get it twisted and become yeah. so legalistic in yeah. saying, well, well, we will do this, but not this. And this is okay. And this is not right. okay. Mm-hmm. And then we lose the whole point. Lose of, the point. I, I, I was going to say, I, I got a text from one of our church members. And sorry. That's okay, Sean. I, th- I think <laughs> you had forty-five minutes on Sunday. Like, you don't give me thirty seconds. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought you would. You should Style. So, just really quickly, I had a church member that texted me and said, "Hey, I'm I'm trying to keep the Sabbath holy as I walk out the door to go help one of our widows." Mm-hmm. And I I texted him back and I mm-hmm. said, "I think you're actually keeping the Sabbath holy in the in the best of ways." Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, that, yeah, he's going to have to do some work, but mm-hmm. he's he's doing something that is for the kingdom, um, something mm-hmm. that that God Himself would do, like to go and help and come to the aid of someone else, like that. Like we, if we become legalistic, we would go, nope, that's right. You got to wait till Monday, which is exactly yeah. what the Pharisees did. That's right. right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, Jesus Himself healed someone on the Sabbath. That's right. right. And, and, and they, they were so angry about it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were. And so yeah. anyway, just. Yeah. Well, it, I was just going to think through the, the the legalism of it, and and in our high performance world that we live in, even even those who will say, "Yes, I'm going to take a day," that can become a a ritual of well, God says do this, so I'm going to do it. There's a practical side of it also, mm-hmm. and I would say. Even if you weren't a believer, you could find wisdom in saying, 
hey, let's just take a day to break right. and, and recharge. And I can see, and I've done it, I'm just going to disconnect, rest, and it's still healthy. Yeah. But it's still not the fullness of what he intended That's, in the Sabbath. And yes. I think that was your point that was That's so right. clear on Sunday was this is more than just giving your body a time to recharge. That's right. Mm. This is a time to move into an active intimacy with him and dependence on him, remembering who he is, remembering his sufficiency. That's right. It it really uh, deepened the full meaning of Sabbath, I think, in a way that was was challenging and encouraging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, which I think tees us up for, for another question because um, so uh, the question would be like, so how, how should we best understand the Sabbath? And, and how do we safeguard ourselves from becoming pharisaical about it? Yeah, I, I, I do think as we study or think about Sabbath, um, we need to look at all of it across Scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we've said this multiple times. If we're not careful, we take this one passage right here in Exodus 20, and we make it about that. Mm-hmm. And you see, you see God um, do something in Moses that if we if we go over to Deuteronomy, I believe it's chapter five. Um, yeah, Deuteronomy five twelve through fifteen. Moses gives the people the commandments again as they're getting ready to move into the promised land, and this commandment he changes the ending of it. Um, so it's no longer rest like like God did after He created mm-hmm. six days. It's now hey you you cease to work to remember mm-hmm. that God delivered you out of Egypt and and that all that he has accomplished and all that he's done. And and, and so then you, you fast forward to Jesus and he heals on the Sabbath. Right. He uh, he feeds his disciples on the Sabbath and immediately people people come in and they're like, ooh, you're violating the Sabbath. You're not... Basically what they're doing is they're calling Jesus a sinner. Mm-hmm. And, but we understand that, that he is... He is holy and he is sinless. And in doing so, he is he is caring for his disciples. He is he's is doing good towards someone else, all for the glory of God. And I right. think as we look at that, and then Paul gets us on over to saying, Hey, like let's not judge each other for how we do festivals and Sabbath and those kinds of things. And and his point is not that we don't do them. But we make sure we do them with the right, because he calls us to the substance right. is Christ. That's right. Um, and so, can I mm-hmm. can I bring up a just tension that I just yeah. felt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For us as pastors, huh? Or even others who would say, "Every day I give my life for the purposes of the kingdom." Yeah. Uh huh. I, I could use that excuse, but yeah. I could use that as a reason. Like I just to keep work going. seven days I a week because yeah. there's always. In this case, a widow or mm-hmm. someone in need yeah. or someone yeah. that needs help. Yeah, I, I could spend seven days. Yeah, if you know, if I'm not careful. That's right. So I, I, I would agree with that. I don't know. I'm not really asking a question, but I am asking a no, question. I, what's I, a, what's I a heard frame a there that helps? Question I, in there. Yeah. Right. yeah. And so where, where I would say I is anytime, <laughs> anytime <laughs> Beth said I don't hear a question. Anytime that I'm Jesus, um, and he didn't do it all the time. It wasn't like every Friday to Saturday he said, you know what, I'm doing what I want to do, and I'm not going to listen to that's, your laws. That's right. Like he he practiced the Sabbath. That's mm-hmm. he, that's what he uh-huh. did because the Sabbath is good. It's instituted by God. But 
he understood the heart of it. And so if, if somebody was sick, he's going to heal them. If somebody's hungry, he's going to feed them. That's still a uh-huh. thing. But it wasn't as if, and I think we'll understand this sometimes how we do sin or how we'll, yeah. let's, let's use illustration like diet. Uh, if you're on a diet and then all of a sudden you go to lunch and you eat something that, that maybe isn't on your diet, you think, oh, well, I've already blown it. So I'm just going to eat terribly the rest of the day. Then that day turns into a week and then to a month yeah. and the whole thing. Well, that's not how we see. (laughs) We don't see that in scripture when Jesus heals somebody and says, you know what? Sabbath's over. Right. We don't have to observe Mm -hmm. this anymore. We're going to, we're going to get to work guys because this thing happened. It is still there. And and to the point that even, even in the Exodus 20 and then the, the Deuteronomy five, the, the point is still the same. There is a physical rest that is representative of number one, God's faithfulness. So understanding the past, but also it's a future look too. Of what's to come, because there is coming a day that one day, Jesus says, work now for while the sun is out, you can work, but night is coming where you will not be able to work anymore. And there's a picture that one day all work will stop. Mm-hmm. And that is that is in some ways how the, the Sabbath, if you go into practicing and practical understanding, that is what we should do. And so if, if we Sabbath well about futuristic hope, that Sabbath is going to look like, okay, if there are people to love, we're going to love them. But our main focus is going to be God's glory, his goodness, and the goodness of community. And that's why, particularly when you read the scriptures or you read any kind of Jewish history on how they Sabbath, they hardly ever Sabbath alone. Uh-huh. Like you don't see people doing a retreat by themselves and calling it a Sabbath. Uh-huh. Instead, you would see Sabbath always beginning with, on that Friday night, a group of their their village, their people. They would gather for a huge meal that, remember, Jewish days start at night. Uh-huh. And so Friday night started the Sabbath day. So they had all Friday to work really hard to get the house clean, to get the food cooked, to get everything as it should be. And as soon as evening came, um, as dusk settled down and, and we are into this night, then that's when you stop and you celebrate. The uh-huh. working's done. The food is set and, and again, this is going to get into our Southern Baptist life, but the way that Jewish people still did and still practice today, it would always be with a really rich meal, mm-hmm. like just the choice meats, the choice breads, the biggest bottles of wine, mm. the, the the most decadent desserts. And that was always a Tiramisu. big thing. Tiramisu. I'm sure they had it there <laughs> in, in their, their Shabbat dinners. But the point is that they would eat and feast and then rest. And then they would move into that Saturday and focus, focus on God, but not not do the work. And I think the tension would be even more for us. Well, I got to do something. We're task oriented. Mm-hmm. I got to run. I got to yeah, do. Gotta do. Our something. schedules are filled. Yeah. I don't have time to do this. Well, if if we're looking for future work, at some point the work of Christ is on this side of eternity is done. Uh-huh. There's no more evangelism. There's no more discipleship. There's no more. There's no more reason to do what we're doing. So now we're at rest. So we practice that every. Seven days. And, and and to Mark's point, I believe too, I think there's there's a there's a channel where you're talking about us as ministers, how do we mm-hmm. separate this mm-hmm. job mm-hmm. calling ministry mm-hmm. and having Sabbath from someone who's who's a civil engineer whose mm-hmm. life can look dramatically different on the Sabbath than it would mm-hmm. on their Friday or their or at work. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like their work so is delineated a little bit mm-hmm. more stronger yeah. than ours would be. But I think there is a modeling for our church family when we do get away and say we're practicing Sabbath. I think that is mm-hmm. 
beneficial for everyone. I happen to have. So, right can I here. ask you a question? <laughs> yeah, do you want? No, nope, I want to ask you a question before <laughs> Darn, you read that. All right. So here's a question. You said get away, right? Oh, I, I yes, because for me, for me, yeah, yeah, it involves not not my house. Right. What would it take to involve your house? Someone have to have cleaned it before I start. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think a lot of that is the point that we we. I think that the Sabbath gets to in in the practical day to day side. Right? Is are there things that are left undone? So if if we get yes. to the end of our mm-hmm. life, yeah, and and we get into glory and we are at rest with Christ, all the things are done. Right. Yes. All the work is over. We yeah. we we have rested in Christ because we didn't do it. But we are there because Christ finished the task. Mm-hmm. But even in his finishing, we're still called to work, right? So at some point, our Christian work is over and therefore we rest. And the picture for the Sabbath, at least the way that I understand it and study in Jewish culture and how they even still practice it today, is there is a, a keen awareness that there is work that needs to be done if we're going to Sabbath well. So the first six days are not not important. They, they are they are vastly important, and it's actually doesn't become about the six days. It becomes about the seventh day. What do I need to get done for that day? Mm-hmm. And so, in our picture of how we live this life, is what do I need to do today to get me ready for that day? Sounds this like is, you need to start cleaning the house earlier. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> well, I think that so that brings up something for me too because I, I think there's also maybe a uh, an element of trust as well. Mm. Hey, I know that there's work maybe that needs to be done, but I'm going to rest. That 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 can be saved for Monday. But I'm going to trust That's God. Exactly right. You know that 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 work can wait. Yeah. Until yeah. tomorrow or. And I don't want to represent an entire gender, but I would think there were some females that would resonate with this. That is, that's a little bit different a lot of times for moms than it is for dads or husbands, the home, for it is for me, because that's a that's a, um, a place that I like to have clean and ready and organized and sorted. And my mind would be, or does, during Sabbath time. All the it, all the things I'm taking yeah. in. That's the reason I Sabbath well away from my home, and I think that's okay. Yeah. All right. So can I ask a question though? Knock yourself out. If you knew that we were all coming over to your house on Friday night, would you say, okay, now that's a priority, and I'm going to clean the house to make sure it's ready for my friends to come over and play? No, I would be hiring someone, but yes. That's okay. Yeah. Whatever you got to do. Yeah. Whatever you got to do at all cost, it's going to be ready for that day because I know that day's coming. Yeah. Thank you for letting me. Work this in and picking up twisted turnip. Yeah, yeah there, I would be ready for y'all. There it is. And so to that point, I believe that is that is the heart behind what the Sabbath is to be every week for us is we are always looking forward to that day because that day's coming. Mm-hmm. There, there is the, the, there is a day that Jesus will come back, and and when that day arrives, the work is over. So therefore, let's be diligent about the work that's here for the first six days. And again, if you don't think that that day is going to happen, or that day is not important. So again, this is where we get into to philosophy and then sure. back into the, the Sabbath. If we don't believe that Jesus isn't coming, like if we don't believe he really will show up or that that day's not going to be important when we get there, then we will live this side of eternity like it doesn't matter. It'll be yeah. fine. We'll just get whatever we get a yeah. chance. We'll make mm-hmm. we'll make to it as opposed to I know that day's coming. Therefore, mm-hmm. today matters greatly. So mm-hmm. let me let me get to work mm-hmm. today doing yeah. what he told me to do. Th- there's wow. an interesting – We did, I, I made mention of this briefly on Sunday, and I wish we would have had – more time and I would have had more time to dig in. But in that same vein is that the 
the perspective of how Sabbath shifted for the Jewish people in the New Testament church. Right. And, and I think, I think it's a both and like it's, it's holding on to two ideas that gives us a fuller picture of Sabbath. Mm-hmm. One, one is that the, the Jewish people saw it as working and there's a rest to come. Right. The New Testament church began to see it as Jesus has come Right. And he's accomplished what the Father has desired. And so we rest and remember so that we can enter the work he has for us. Right. The proclaiming of the gospel, making disciples. Right. But to what end though? To, to get to, to that to, day. That's right. And so so it's a both right. and. That's right. Um mm-hmm. but but for us as mm. is and I think that goes back to the John Mark Coma quote quote right. of how they, they work together. Together. Right? There's a labor Toward a rest, right? And there's also rest in Christ for the labor. The labor. That's right. Like mm-hmm. it's it's the symbiote that right. symbiotic relationship. How they work together, and it's not one before the other, nope. but it's all working together right. for the glory of God. That's and right. For and again, I believe that's why the calendar is so important, and why it shouldn't be seen as a festival, which is a one time a year thing. This is a weekly thing, because if again, if it's a one time a year thing, then it is. Well, I'm working really hard just to get to that rest. It's like our vacations. I just can't wait for summertime till I go to the beach. It's going to be great. But if it's an every week thing, so I work really hard to enter the rest, and I rest really well to enter the work. Mm-hmm. And then we continue to do that until mm-hmm. the festival comes. Right, right. And then, again, you, you follow that festival out. Then when you get to seven of those years together on the Jewish calendar is the year of Jubilee. Mm-hmm. And that is not seven days. That's not one time a week. <laughs> That's the whole entire year. 365 days of, of rest where you can't plan anything. You can't, you can't work for, for the whole year, the whole year. <laughs> and you celebrate year debts are canceled. I don't think I'm do that. Slaves are freed. <laughs> you just go and live like everything resets. Oh. Yeah. It's a beautiful picture. Mm. I think, I think we met, and again, we're, we're not Jewish for sure, right? but we miss a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I would go back to hermeneutics, right? So, if it makes us feel uncomfortable not to practice the Sabbath because we really haven't ever done that, we really don't teach that, which I think we should, and, and I have a question I'd love to, to poison just a second. But we will say you shouldn't have other gods because the first one says that, and and you shouldn't you shouldn't have idols, and and you certainly shouldn't take the Lord's name in vain. So like those are those are givens. Why would the fourth one be any different? And then then you get into the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, mm-hmm. and tenth, and we don't we don't shy away from those. We say no, those are just as applicable today. And so in some ways we may feel the tension because our life doesn't reflect it as mm-hmm. easily to say, well, nine of them are important. And that one is probably shifted mm, because we right. live in 21st yeah. century. Well, and I yeah. would I would say too, just to be fair to the audience and myself, but <laughs> <laughs> I think it's easier to redefine Sabbath than yeah. it is to let Sabbath define you. Oh, way to go, Bat. Like, I think you're shabby. Yeah. You. Like having adult, yeah, committing adultery. That's, oh. Adultery is pretty clear. Yeah. Right? Until you really dig into it, like we're doing in Sabbath. Yeah. Right? So yeah. It, it's easy to say I'm keeping the Sabbath because I'm going to church. Sure. Right. Yeah. Which and is part so, of the Sabbath. That's what right, they did. Right. Yeah. So the, I think in all the commands, we can dumb it down to the easiest and not from a standpoint of, I don't really think that one's important. It's we've reshaped what Sabbath is to right. make it a lot easier to follow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, sure. And, yeah. and I think. To not, not give into that. So, so yeah. Whatever. So 
hear, hear me say this. So on Sunday, I pointed to this idea of like, don't miss the point right. of the Sabbath. We need practice to help us remember the point. Right. However, if we make it about the practice, mm-hmm. right. if we go, hey, I went to church today. Hey, I kept the Sabbath. Hey, I, I didn't have any, I didn't, I don't have any carved idols. I don't, like I may, I make it about the practice right. and I miss the point, the point and mm-hmm. the idea that my mind, my heart, mm-hmm. the deepest level of my soul should be set on God, then there's no point in the practice, right? right? And it's, it's, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I would say that there's still point only because in, in the world we live in, and I think I made a comment earlier before we were on, we, from what I can see and what history will tell us right now is we're the most medicated for anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we frequent, and this could be more because we know more, right? So it could be, you know, nothing's really changed. But I do think that we live in a, a constant state of tension and the point, yes, is Christ. And the point rest. Uh, the point is, yes, resting in Christ. But He gave us a practice mm-hmm. that I don't think we need to to throw the baby out with the bathwater, and and miss the practice because the practice in itself is life giving. Maybe I've said it differently. Yeah. Maybe the practice doesn't have a point, but the practice doesn't have fullness. Yes, I, that, certainly yes. That, I think yeah. if you're just practicing for the sake of practicing, then then you miss it. You're just right. a religious That's person. Right. But I also think if you just get to the point without the practice, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. then you're just an intellect right. who's never been changed by what God actually yeah. has gifted to you. So, right. um, so there's also purpose in the practice. Well, it, yeah. it would, in my um, estimation, it would be like people who say, "Well, I don't need to go to church to be a Christian." Right. Sure, but man, you would be a much yeah m- more mature Christian mm. if you did, because mm-hmm. church is. It's it does something to show up in the doors to sit with people to be encouraged. That practice does something for the point, right? And and sure, you you could do without it, but I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. In the same way, you probably could do without the practice, but man, wouldn't it be awesome just to sit and have a day each week to focus and to rest and mm-hmm. and to enjoy who God yeah. is and yeah. what He's done? I think the result of that too, when I have practiced Sabbath, which I haven't well. Um, but I want to, is that you're you're filled with a peace um, that doesn't make sense, as the scripture says. But you're filled with this peace in the presence of God that um, can give you the kind of direction and uh, purpose that we often lack. Speaking of purpose, I know some of you are listening today and you're thinking, okay, what is the practice? What does the practice of Sabbath look like? Mm. And so I watched. Will you, you tell us? Uh, well, I'll give you some suggestions that are very broad. <laughs> Do you have like five of them that you could come up with to help us out? Plus one. Wait. Will that count? Let me yes. get my pen and paper ready. Okay, good. One is just right on your little iPad. But one is, and I thought this was really good. This is from the Daily Grace. <laughs> your little iPad is to minimize distractions. Would y'all say that's right. a true? Right. Yeah. Right. And yep. we know we're going to say turn off the electronics. You know, just turn one. them off. John Mark, Mark Comer in one of his things said just. Turn your phone off, which sounds so crazy to us saying it out loud, but turn your phone. I appreciate you taking notes, but get rid of distractions. Number two, you may want to, and I think this is a good practice to to get outside and Mm. to enjoy some of God's creation to Mm -hmm. be that. Let that be part of your Sabbath. Uh, Three, 
Uh, be with others. Josh mentioned this about having a fellowship meal, mm-hmm. but be with others that speak life into mm-hmm. you and your family, and you can speak life into. Sometimes we say a family meal that can give us a little anxiety from going through Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> so don't invite that aunt that gets on your nerves. But those people that you want to spend time with, that you can sit around talking about the goodness of the Lord. I mean, that's yeah. the purpose of remember. the meal yeah, that's right, to yeah. remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and then whatever spiritual disciplines and that your family does at that time, whether it's reading scripture, worshiping through music, speaking encouragement to each other, and just saying, you're so thankful for what God has done, and remembering some of those things mm-hmm. um, is so great. And then the last one was one that just seems so practical to me, plan on it, clear your yeah, schedule. Yeah, that's good. Plan on it. That was it. Yeah. And those are just general. You don't have to do all of those, but I think you could take some truth and walk in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think it'd be a great discussion. Take these for sure. The whole concept in your life groups or in your small groups, people in the same life stage. How the heck do you do that when you have kids mm-hmm. yeah. right. uh-huh. who have school all the way through? They're stacked on Saturday. You've got the yard to clean. You got church on Sunday and more ball games on Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. What what is it? Yeah. How do we make some changes to actually experience Sabbath? I think that'd be a good discussion in your yeah. groups. That is a great yeah. discussion, which I think goes to a question I'd like to ask. Or at least to think about asking, right? So I don't think this is – I'm going to ask you a question and, and look for an answer. But as I thought through it in my prep to, to, to preach this week, it was many times when I ask a question, when I'm, when I'm looking for um, – if somebody says, hey, I need you just ask me some questions, see where I am, how's my heart, ask me those, those uh, knowing and being known questions. So generally I'll say, how's your prayer life? How is your Bible reading? How is your church attendance? How is like like are you in confession with brothers? Uh, if I'm talking to a guy with brothers, or if I'm talking to a lady with sisters, like are are you doing that? And I, I think one of the questions that I've never asked, but I think it is maybe one of the most important: mm-hmm. How is your Sabbath? Sabbath. Right? Mm-hmm. How is your practice of Sabbath? Because at the end of the day, it is relinquishing control mm-hmm. and resting in Him, which mm-hmm. is what we say is the gospel. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. and the Sabbath is a weekly reminder to relinquish control. Stop, stop trying to do more. Try, stop trying to work harder. That's what we say all the time, right? Right. And so, relinquish control. Rest Just in the Father mm-hmm. every single week. So, if if we begin to ask people, not what are you doing? Because even in our Bible reading, it's a doing. Well, mm-hmm. we'll say, well, I, I feel great because I read a, a chapter a day, or I've, I've meditated on this scripture every day. Okay. <laughs> Your Sabbath is going to, to uh, I think, be the proof in the pudding. How's your Sabbath? Mm-hmm. How, how's your resting? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I can't do that. I don't have time. Or I, I can't do that. Well, I would say that then you can have a really know and be known question. Why don't you have time? Mm-hmm. What are you doing instead? Mm-hmm. Do, do you believe that God is is not going to provide? Do you do? Are there things that we need to get in order about the other six days? Like I think that question lends us to know each other in a way that is totally different than tell me about your religious activity. Because this is the opposite. This is the anti that. It is tell me about your trust in God and how you set your life up for it. Mm. Mm. I I think it's a better question. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that is a a great question in the podcast on. So Mm -hmm. um, Mike just shut us down. It's over. Game over. <laughs> well, we are out of time, but um, but I, I think too. Yeah, I think that's a that's that good. is a great question to 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 leave with all of us. Yeah. Um, so looking forward to uh, the rest of these. Uh, we have completed the first four, right? So indeed, 
the uh, the vertical ones. The vertical ones. So next week we start the horizontal commands. That's right. mm-hmm. And uh, so we got six more weeks in this, folks. Be, uh, yep. be listening. Mm-hmm. So you good, Beth? Be great, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You look like you were. Uh, she was counting. So she was going counting. Over there. Okay, all right. I was counting the commandments. I'm sorry. There's ten. <laughs> there's ten of them. Yes, there <laughs> are. We just finished four. <laughs> Not nine. Right. There's six left. <laughs> Hey guys, uh, as always, great having conversation with you and love uh, love walking alongside you. Mm-hmm. Love, you love you guys. This has been a production of Broadmoor Baptist Church. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others and don't forget to subscribe. To help us spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe as well. They can find us wherever they prefer to get their podcasts. And if you'd like more information about Broadmoor, please visit our website at broadmoor.org or connect with us on your favorite social media platform where we're listed as at my broadmoor. Thanks for listening.